All right, back one final time, and I am taking control. Wolfgang, look at me. Look at me. I am the captain now. All right? You took us in an absolutely crazy direction when I gave you the reins. That's over. We're talking about the best pure football matchup for Iowa-Iowa State since 2005. I mean, this, this is a great football game on paper. Two excellent teams argue where they should be ranked. We're not doing that. We know these are two talented football teams. So let's break this thing down. What do you say? You don't know anything what you said. You don't believe any of that. What are you talking about? These are excellent football teams. I just talked about them over the last spring and summer for months and months and months. We finally got a chance to talk about the game that's in front of us. And you want to talk about a 16-team playoff. Come on. Top 30 teams, yes or no? Get out of here. Get out of here. here. You won't even go there. I I will say, both teams are top 30. I don't care win-loss record. They are the top. They are both top 30 teams. And if you can't say that, then goodbye, audience. I am the captain now. Let's go through this. This is the one compelling part that, that I'm struggling to wrap my mind around. Iowa's run game, as they welcome back two offensive tackles. Tristan Wirfs will be back this week along with Alaric Jackson. Since we didn't get to see Iowa State last week outside of a little less than five minutes of gameplay, what is it, 13 plays I think is what it was, mm-hmm. it's a huge guess of what we're seeing. But Iowa... Has struggled. It's no more huge. It's no more of a huge guess than what we saw before. Like what we would have been saying. Right, right. No, I, I get that. I mean, how much, and especially if they would have run past South Dakota State, how much can you read it? I get that. My question is, how mm-hmm. Iowa, who has historically struggled against three man fronts, runs against Iowa State if they do go with the three three five cloud defense that they've been running that helped turn around their season last year in that game against Texas defensively. They made huge improvements from what we saw against Iowa. They look like a different team on that side of the football. Or we've heard also Iowa State say they are going to play more four-man fronts, and they they Mm -hmm. ran four-man fronts. And and this is the chess match. Brian Ferentz against Heacock, offensive coordinator, (laughs) defensive coordinator. What these two guys are going to be doing, Iowa State, it's not just that they have – you know, they have a nice defensive end. They have Jason Berryman. They have a nice inside guy like Nick Leaders. No, this is – a talented front, four good guys with some depth behind it, something I don't remember seeing at Iowa State in a long, long time. How is Iowa going to be able to run the football against them? Can they simply line up and do it? Will the zone-blocking scheme, again, run into problems against the three-man front and stunts and linebackers and safeties coming all over the place? That is the chess match that makes this game incredibly compelling to me. Iowa's O-line looks good, no? They really did. All right, so I'm kind of like a little giddy. Like I, we talked about this way before everybody else did. I was worried about that Northern Illinois game. Remember that when we brought that up, like yeah. when nobody was talking about it. I was worried about that. If you'd have told me what happened, like I saw it going the first half. That's what I saw happening. I was squeaking out that bleed. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what your what your. Um, basically what you thought the game, how the game would go. I was afraid of that first half and what that happened. What was your take on the Northern Illinois game? What would you have said? At, at the half? No, what would you have said before the game? Oh, before you... the game, I said the under was the pick. That was a winner. I told you to lay the points with Iowa. That was a winner. I'm just making people money here, Wolfgang, and I'm going to do it again this week. 
<laughs> I gave two winners, and I'll do it again this week. But no, I, I took Iowa. I thought they would pull away late. They pulled away a little bit earlier than I thought, but I, I figured they'd win semi comfortably. Wait, wait, real quick, did you have? Did you have? Did you take Iowa? Yeah, in the point spread. Yeah. Wow, you do. You are smart. You're smarter than I am. I never would have bet on that. See, never. What I came down to the biggest difference for me, and, and a part of the reason that I love the under so much, is because I just didn't think Northern Illinois was going to be able to score. Now, when there's a punt block after the first series, you get a little shaky and. You see some of those big runs early in the game, and, well, okay, it's a little bit shaky. But I was able to shore it up. Northern Illinois didn't have any wide receiver threats. That's also going to make this game a whole lot different. But but back to that one, it went pretty much like I, I thought. And even at halftime, it's 3 nothing. And a lot of times in Kinnick, Wolfgang, you've been there plenty of times. There's murmurs. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, here we go. They're yeah, in you trouble. can feel it. You can feel it, can't you? It's weird. You can. You, that was not the case, at least... From where my vantage point was. Everybody felt confident. It was just, yeah, it was, they played sloppy. They didn't play poorly, they played sloppy. And there is a difference there. Clean it up, get through, make your plays that you're supposed to in front of you, and you'll beat this team as they did in the second half. And demolished them the way that defense played in the second half. Yep, I love it. Absolutely love it. One thing I want to bring up real quick, and I want your opinion on this, and I feel bad about this because I tell you that I'm like the Iowan guy now. I'm like we on Iowa, Iowa State, Drake, you and I. 12 of 22 starters from Iowa, from the Hawkeyes, Trent. Mm-hmm. 12 out of 22 starters from Iowa, for the Hawkeyes, are from Iowa. Is that, so I got some crap from this. I, I tweeted this out. Um, is that a little crazy? I don't think... Have you? Do you remember? I mean, you've been alive a long time now. Do you ever remember Hayden Fry or Kirk Ferentz in his early days? Has there ever been an Iowa team or an Iowa State team? Let's bring Iowa State, where twelve out of twenty-two starters were from Iowa, dude. I don't think so. I I, I so, would be shocked. That seems like I'm coming across like high school football. I'm not. I respect high school football, and most of it is on the line play, right? Where Iowa, like wrestling and all that stuff. I get that. But for, like, part of me goes, we haven't seen this before. Like, almost half, more than half, for God's sakes. More than half of our team is from Iowa. You follow high school recruiting. You do it Mm -hmm. all the time. You do live games, and I appreciate that about you. What do you make of that from what you have seen about um, high school football? More than half of Iowa's starting lineup is from Iowa? I've never heard of that, dude, seriously. Well, I, I think you might want to recheck your numbers because I don't think it's quite that number, but I get what you're saying. 12 out of 22. That's more than 50%. Brandon Smith, no. Noah Fant, no. Alaric Jackson, no. Ross Reynolds, yes. Keegan Render, yes. Cole Banwert, yes. Tristan Wirtz, yes. There's four. Hawkinson, do we go two tight ends? All right, I'll give it to you, Hawkinson. There's a yes. Easily. What do you mean you give it to me? Well, I mean, with two tight ends, you're starting. you got to take a wide receiver out of there. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Okay, okay I'm not asking you to say 50 or 45 or 55. Anyway. But it's a lot of guys. And, and, and to your point, it's a lot of guys. What it is, it's very simple. It's a developmental program. And you have to you have to go through the steps a certain way to be able to be effective at Iowa. You can build guys up. You can take pieces of clay and build them up. That's what it tells me. 
They can get guys to buy in. And you can build Ross Reynolds into a nice Big Ten player by the time he's a junior and senior. You can do that. You can take guys that didn't have a whole lot of recruiting rankings and didn't have those kind of things. And if you buy into the system and you do what Chris Doyle tells you to do and what Kirk and Brian and Reese Morgan and everybody else on that staff tells you to do, you're going to turn into a nice Big Ten player. It's, it's a simple equation, but there's no skipping steps. There's no jumping past a level. There's no warp whistle at Iowa football. <laughs> you just you have to go through the progression to get there in order for guys like this, these Iowa-grown guys, to get to this level. Because of all these guys that we mentioned, I mean, go through here. Looking at the two deep. Kyle Gronawig? Mm-hmm. No, no, that was starters. You no, know that. no, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying. Kyle Gronawig started his career at University of Sioux Falls. Now he looks like a really nice player. This is a guy that nobody wanted out of high school. That's my dad's boy. My dad, <laughs> since I was six, he always says that. He always has one guy that's like, it's always a wide receiver. It's like, that's my boy. And always <laughs> seems to be a white guy. I don't know why. And no offense, Dad, but you always, actually, that's not true. Actually, that's not true. But it's always, he always, it's always a wide receiver. And that's his guy. What do you think of him? Well, you're, you're, you're you, hold on. I'll get, look, we can get to grown wig. But what I'm saying, let me finish my point, is grown wig. Ross Reynolds, the Paulson twins, Keegan Render. These guys were not ready-made. Now, even Parker Hesse, and we, he was good early on, but not great. Undersized, he's an effort guy. Matt Nelson is moved inside and outside. Mm-hmm. These are guys that had to take the steps. Uh, Trista Werfs is great, but Trista Werfs comes through the state every two, three, four years. He's great. Why do, why do you think he's great? You broke down his tape? Athleticism, size, it's a combination that Iowa doesn't get very often. In-state guys me, I don't know. have that. I, don't, I, knew, I knew our guy, T.J. Hawkinson, was great. You and I both said that. Oh, yeah. I mean, we yeah. were ahead of the curve on that sucker. So you're saying he's great. He is more athletic and has more size than the normal Iowa guy that they get. Normally, it's, all right, let's take this 260-pound guy and we'll build him up to 295. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that wasn't Tristan feet, Wirfs. With good feet. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You, you saw Tristan Wirfs in the U.S. All-American game, and he's throwing kids around like the ragdolls. So he's a little bit different. For the most part, though, it's developmental. That's what, that's what I'm getting at. Most of the Iowa-built guys, they have to build up to get to the level that you see later in their career. All right. You love Kyle Gronawig, and so does your dad. Do you? Yeah, he, he saved a lot of yards for him. That is for sure. Hit, no, that, that, that means that no. Sure. You're totally trying. What are you talking about? He, I just said he saved a ton of yards for them on Saturday. That's my dad's guy. You're going to bash him. This is what? Bad. How is that bashing? I can tell when you when you don't answer a question, that means you're bashing. Well, That's, I'm trying to I break down that. the great game here, and you're bringing up Kyle Gronawig. Is, is Kyle <laughs> Gronawig going to break the touch? Is this another Andy Brodell game and a punt returns the difference? <laughs> I mean, if that's where, if you're leading us in the direction to get back to talking to the game, go ahead, Wolfgang. I'm just, I'm just asking for your opinion on him. Sorry. I'm the captain. To... I'm the captain now. All right. Let's get back to this football game. Take, take the controls, please. Take the uh, <laughs> please right now. Do it. Here's where Iowa has a huge, huge advantage, in my opinion. And I know that you like when I say things like this. This gets you excited. This gets you Kyle Gronawig excited when I say things like that. <laughs> Wait, you're a jerk. You what are you talking about? My I, dad loves that guy. That, that's great. I love and it. You, and you totally like flipped off 
Basically, you flip me off no. if I were there. I just said this is going to get you Cal Grunewig excited. Here we go. I'm not saying the dude's going to be freaking Randy Moss. Do you like him? I like him. He saved a lot of yards of the punt re- return game from the train wreck we saw a year ago. He's got a little wiggle to him. He got to the outside. He knows how to punt return. It's a good thing because you saw the unmitigated disaster that was a year ago, both punting and punt return. It was awful. And now they have a guy back there that's competent and I think can do some things and probably will bust a, a player or two this year. Absolutely. Give me Cal Gronowig back there over Joshua Jackson because we saw how that went last year. Yeah. All right. Is that enough on Cal Gronowig? <laughs> I'm telling you, it's my dad's guy. So I, I, I can't wait to hear my dad what he said. I brought up my dad, and you talked about him, and you're not a fan, so I can't wait to talk about him. Again, you, you are misconstruing what I'm saying, but I'm, I'm keeping us on point. Here's where Iowa has a huge, huge advantage, in my opinion. We saw how good that defensive front looked. You welcome back Cedric Lattimore, Brady Reef, who had been dominating people in August. From all accounts, He had one of the best camps of anybody during August. Now you get those two guys with what you already have there. Anthony Nelson, Chauncey Golson, Sam Brinks, Matt Nelson, Parker Hesse, A.J. Epinesa, Reef and Lattimore are back. Oh, man. Dude, I think we might be good. I think we might be really good. I'm not joking. And Iowa State... This is no homerism. ...did not get to have a full game under their belt. And they'll be playing a redshirt freshman making his first career start, though he started against South Dakota State, a redshirt freshman for the yeah, first two time. Guys, two guys in the O-line that are very inexperienced, right? And Mueller, who didn't start, played a bit last year, but, but didn't start. It was an offensive line that didn't grade out very well. Pro football focus, you look at the numbers, and that's the reason the pro football focus numbers are so good for David Montgomery. is because they also didn't think very much of that offensive line a year ago, and Montgomery still racked up the yards, broke tackles, did his thing. If Iowa, at the point of attack, can blow it up, Iowa State's going to be in for a long day. Now, I think this offensive line has made what it up. It, what is okay, I just stop you. A long day? What the hell does that mean? This is going to go down the wire. What are you talking about? A long day? If, if You Colin, understand why I'm calling out on that, if, right? If Colin, if Colin Newell and Josh Mueller struggle, Iowa wins this by three scores. You're... you're Actually, uh, no. I, I, because what I just said is if Iowa dominates at the point of attack, dominates at the point of attack. If, they, if Iowa dominates, okay. Yes. If Iowa dominates, that's what you're saying, what I'm reading you wrong. Okay. If they dominate on the O-line, okay, fine. Then Iowa I dominates agree. this football game. Yeah. Yes, I would agree with that. Okay, gotcha. Yes. You're listening better. You're listening better. No, but that is, it's a weird thing to say, right? Like, if the Minnesota Vikings dominate on the offensive line, there's nobody that can compete with them. There's a reason I'm saying this, though. There's there's some truth behind this. Guy making his first college start, first ever time on the road. He's young. He's a redshirt freshman. Another guy making his first career start next to him at the left guard position. So there's a reason behind it. It's not just, you can say that for any football game. You dominate at the point of attack, you win the turnover battle, you're going to win the game. Yeah, I get that. There, yeah. There's a little reasoning behind this, though, Wolfgang. That's what you do. I, I do understand that, and I get it, and I'm very pumped for being able to, you know, do this with you um, over the next few months. Very exciting, because I think Iowa and Iowa State are both underrated, 
So we both have a chip on our shoulder. We both look at the AP and the coaches' poll and go, eh, they don't like us. This is fun. But you look at it like the ESPN poll, the CBS poll, the NBC poll. If you look at some of the analytics sites, Trent, they love Iowa, dude. Have you yeah. seen some of this? Well, I saw Sagarin has Iowa what night? Sagarin, what's the M word one? Something. Uh, anyway, yeah, some of those like like numbers ones, they love Iowa. Mm-hmm. What do you make of that? Because I'll be honest with you, I'm down to loving Iowa, and I'm not going back anymore. Iowa's going to be good, and I'm not going to apologize right now. Iowa's going to be really good. You watch this. All right, Wolfgang, how good are they on Saturday? Final score prediction. Oh, boy. Um, Iowa State knows Iowa better than any other team they will ever play. Their fans know Iowa better than any other team they will ever play. It's amazing, Trent. I don't know Hawkeye fans that know Iowa State as well as Iowa State knows Iowa. Do you? Is that fair? Uh, I don't know any Iowa fan that knows Iowa State as well as Iowa State fan knows Iowa's roster. Well, you know me. You, this ain't, this you know is me, no right? small sample. You think I know the Iowa State roster pretty well? You're on the radio, dude. I'm talking about regular people. Oh, I'm not a regular person? I really am. I'm just No, a... you're not. You're not a regular person. No, you're I'm not. a regular dude. I, you're in the media. Oh, okay. How do you think you're regular? <laughs> I'm in the media. Can't get a press pass and I'm in the media. Get out of here. Are you serious? We'll leave that aside. We'll leave that aside. No, I will fix that. No, no, no. They I, won't let me there, but I can get you on. No, no. It, they it, will not ever let me there, but I will get you on. It is completely fine. It is no worries. No well, worries No, that's at all. not cool, actually. No That's worries. why you hate the Hawks. I hate the Hawks. I just told you I'm a Hawkeye fan. What are you talking about? So the Hawkeyes will not give you a media pass. Is that what you're saying? I, I have received... Single passes before. I've never been awarded a single nope. pass. All right. That's going to change. I'm actually pissed off right now. No, no. I, I, I don't need you fighting my battles. I will no, fight my I, own battles. You don't need me for anything. Well, I need you cool. to bounce ideas along and talk about a 16-team playoff on Cyhawk Week. I mean, that's what I need you around for. <laughs> well, let me tell you this. Let me tell you that's right. <laughs> so, uh, what... You didn't answer the question. You are so good at that. You, you just thank you. It's you just, hem it's just and in you my gene. And you change. Final score: Iowa Hawkeyes. Oh boy, let's go Hawkeyes. Um, man, Iowa State was the top twenty-five D last year. Then I was not going to score a lot of points, right? So I don't think Iowa State is either. You know, they scored a lot of points last year. I think that was like. Not something that is normally going to happen. Let's go 24-21 Iowa. How about that? 24-21 Iowa. That doesn't mean I would put money on the over-under. Okay? I would. I'll make my official prediction later in the program today. You'll have to keep listening. But so is that over-under? My favorite bet of the of the game, if I had, here's, here's a free $100 roll, put it on whatever, the under is what I would put. That's my favorite of any of the four sides. Over, under, Iowa State or Iowa. My favorite is the under. So I have it at 45. What is the over, under? See, and, and that's another part. Now, 
if legal if, if gambling were legal, I would have fired it at earlier in the week when it was forty eight and a half. It opened at forty nine at some places. I got it a little bit earlier. I see it at uh, 46 and a half, 47 in Vegas right now. So it just depends on where you're shopping. Got to find that right number too, Wolfgang. All right. Way to just not answer the question. Well, it's where, where are you? What casino are you betting at? I'm not. I don't know. I never That's what I just told you. It depends on where no you're at. I have no opinion on over-unders, man. No opinion. Oh. I don't know over-unders. Well, you said it was 45, and I told you it's either 46 and a half or 47. My favorite bet of the week, though, is under whatever number that it is. I would never bet on that because I don't have any experience with over-unders. Some people think that's where you can get your money. I have no idea. No idea, dude. Point spreads are pretty tight. Over-unders, if you're good at them, sure. I'm sure there's there's a lot more variability there. But Iowa is much better than Iowa State. They are. Oh, much better. Then how come they're only winning by three at home? Because Iowa State cares about it more. <laughs> All right. With that, that, there's your parting shot. Get out of here, Bob Ryan. <laughs> Later, man. See ya. Wolfgang, checking in with us. I am the captain. I have taken control. We'll bring Brinson back. Taking up until 6 o'clock. It is a football Friday on 1700. Tonight, our Central Iowa game of the week. Des Moines Lincoln looking to go to 3-0 and on the young season as they make their way to Urbandale to take on the Jayhawks. Have the play-by-play coming up for you here. 6.30 with the pregame, 7 o'clock with the kickoff. Urbandale and the Des Moines-Lincoln Rail Splitters on 1700 KBGG. Quick timeout. Back with more here in a moment. All right, welcome back as we continue on. Time to get into the picks. And this week, we welcome back in our buddy Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. Find him on Twitter at Paramount Sports. And more information on the picks, the packages, and a whole lot more. Lee, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Uh, recovered from the, from the, I don't know what you call it, the beat down in Dallas where LSU laid it on Miami. So, uh, took a couple of days, but I'm ready to go. And we had a great week to start off the season. We went six and three for our clients, uh, you know, on both our big plays, both 30 unit plays. So we're coming back over the top with three. We don't rarely have this many in a weekend. We've got three 30 to 35 unit plays, and these have been our bread and butter. Um, <laughs> We've gone 40 and 17 dating back to early last year on these 30 to 35 unit plays. So we'll tell them at the end of the show how they can get uh, those big plays. Well, that is awesome. Looking forward to that, yeah. Lee. And, and uh, it's always great getting your picks, your thoughts behind these games. Week one, though, especially in the college game, we got week one of the NFL. Do you find that more difficult get, getting started in the week one when you're just trying to figure out these football teams? Uh, only because they show almost nothing. Used to be, back in the day, they had six preseason games. Now they have four. Um, used to be they played three quarters of the third game. Now that most of these teams are playing their starters just a half, so uh, it does make it a little bit tougher. But uh, if you do some studying and you know the teams and you work as hard as I do, uh, I think I've got the edge in both college and the NFL early in the season. All right, Lee, let's don't uh, waste any time. Let's get to uh, what we're here for. And quite frankly, Trent and I can't wait. Let's start with this first one, Michigan State uh, playing in the desert against Arizona State. Lee, it's going to be over 100 degrees at kickoff. Does Michigan State struggle like they did last week against Utah State, or do they rebound big? Well, one of the key things to handicapping is you can't overreact. And a lot of people will base 
and make their decisions, uh, you know, on one week and the first week they see a team. And if you base it on what you saw with Michigan State where they struggle against Utah State, you're going to be down on them. But Utah State's a lot better than most people would realize. And Arizona State, they played a team in Texas San Antonio that returned only 10 starters. They lost a three-year starting quarterback, a first-round draft pick on the front seven. This is a bad Texas San Antonio team here. Michigan State, I think they have the advantage because Arizona State switching to a 3-3-5 defense. They hired San Diego State defensive coordinator Danny Gonzalez. Uh, I just don't think that they're going to be able to stop an offense uh, that likes to pound you and then use play action 3-3-5 defense unless you really sell out and rush and, and have nine guys in the box, many, many plays, especially first and second downs. You're going to have problems here. Um, a memo here to Danny Gonzalez, the new defensive coordinator. He's not going to be facing a Mountain West Conference offense. Michigan State has some talented running backs and receivers that will be playing in the NFL. Michigan State by double digits, 31-21. Going with the Spartans in game number one to game two we go, an old Big 8, Big 12 battle renewed with Nebraska now in the Big 10. The Scott Frost era will get off to a start, weather permitting, as they lost their first game against Akron. Colorado comes to town. They got an outstanding young receiver. They got a quarterback that can play a little bit, but it's Big Red making their way over to take on the Huskers. What do you got with Nebraska laying the five? Nebraska's going to be good. I think Scott Frost is going to be a great, great hire when we look back on this. But here's the problem. Uh, their defense, and, you know, I, I look at their defense, I only see two guys in Stoltenberg at nose tackle and uh, Dietrich Young at, at linebacker that are top-tier guys. The rest of the guys, I mean, these guys are Jags. I mean, I, I don't think they're, this, this defense is going to resemble the black shirts at all. It's going to take them a couple years to, to really get them turned around. Uh, not his fault, just got players. you got to have players, and mm-hmm. Colorado uh, has some players on offense. Quarterback Steven Montez, he does not get you know ruffled at all. Uh, they brought in a Virginia Tech transfer, Trayvon uh, McMillan, who, I mean, this kid's really good, big, strong, fast. Uh, they run an up-tempo attack, so more plays. I, I like the choice of Adrian Martinez, a quarterback for Nebraska, but I just don't think it's going to be enough. I like Colorado, wrong team's favorite, 35-28. Mm. Buffalo. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Of course, in this state, uh, this is monstrous. Uh, everybody's excited as always when Iowa and Iowa State get together, and both teams and fan bases believe that their teams uh, are really, really good this year. You have Iowa minus four. All right. Here we go. The big Cyhawk game. What do you got, Lee? Well, uh, Iowa State took Iowa. Uh, the, to the distance last year. In fact, they had to go to overtime when Iowa prevailed 44-41. to uh, Jacob Park was the quarterback then. They fell way behind, then they caught up until overtime. This year, Kyle Kemp will be under setter. He's just much, much better than Park was. I think the Cyclones figured out from playing Iowa last year that you don't want to try to bang with this team. You want to spread them out and uh, play and hit on some passes underneath and in the seams. Uh, the Cyclones, uh, I don't know if they even needed that tune-up. I think they were ready to play this game. Nathan Stanley, everyone's in love with this guy. You know, they're talking some people, some scouts, maybe being a second, third-round pick. I think they'd be making a mistake. He only had 108 passing yards 
last week. If you spend more than a fifth, sixth rounder on him, you might be making a mistake. And the Cyclones have covered eight of the last ten in Iowa City. I'm going to call for the small upset here. Iowa State 24, Iowa 23. Clones straight up for Lee Sterling as we're getting his picks this week. A five-pack of picks for you each and every week. We go to the NFL for pick number four. The Chiefs making their way out to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. The Chargers the favorite here, 3-3.5 three, three the number. What do you got for us, Chiefs and Chargers, to kick off the AFC West? I think the Chiefs are going to be exciting. The problem is their offense is going to score a lot, and their defense might even uh, give up more than their offense can yeah. score. I mean, their defensive secondary is absolutely atrocious. They can't stay with people. Um, not keeping Peters and quarterback, you know something's wrong there. He was a distraction to the team, so they move on from there. And, and I don't normally lay points with the Chargers. Um, this is a team that rarely covers as a favorite, but um, they're, he- they're healthy for the first time in a long time or healthier than they have been going into the season. Um, they add Mike Williams. They bring him back. He missed almost the entire season last year. Team him with Keenan Allen. Melvin Gordon's a dual threat. And, uh, like I said, even though Mahomes is good, I just don't think that, that the defense is enough here. I like the Chargers 31-24. All right. And now Denver and Seattle, the Broncos minus three with Case Keenum at quarterback. Yeah. You know, these two teams, um, you know, one point Seattle had the Legion of Boom. Denver had the no-fly zone. Uh, their defense and secondaries don't resemble what they had two, three, four years ago. So that's a problem. But Seattle's doing a decent job retooling their secondary. I like the fact, uh, I like their running back co- a combination of Carson and Penny. I think those two guys will be effective this year. Um, never been a real fan of Case Keenum. He did, he did fine for a while, and then he comes up to, against Philadelphia in the championship game and, you know, he turned back into a pumpkin. He couldn't push the ball down the field. So I think he's more of a manager here, uh, has a propensity to throw some interceptions when he tries to push it down the field. And I think you think Russell Wilson uh, will be able to make some big plays with his feet and also his arm. I'm going to call for the upset. I think Seattle's the right side, 23-20. Seahawks getting it done in yeah. that one. Lee Sterling with his picks, ParamountSports.com. Lee, your game of the week. I have a strong opinion on this game. I'm sure yours is even stronger and backed up with more information than I can pull out. (laughs) So if people want to get an intriguing game, SEC Big 12, Kansas State hosting Mississippi State, the Wildcats fresh off sneaking by the Coyotes of South Dakota and Mississippi State, even with the backup quarterback looking incredibly good. Tell us where they can go to get Mississippi State, Kansas State. All they need to do is call this number, 800 400 Nine seven four one to get this game for free. Eight hundred four hundred nine seven four one. Eight hundred four hundred nine seven four one. And um, how about this? Like I said, we went six and three last week. We hit on both thirty unit plays. We have not two, three thirty to thirty five unit plays combined on Saturday and Sunday this weekend. I've never been with us before. You've been with us before and had success and. You know, just haven't decided to sign up yet. Uh, you know, we're spending the long weekend getting ready and getting your kids back in school or, you know, just procrastinating. How about this? Use coupon code SAVE100. You can get four weeks of action from now through Monday, October 1st. Three weeks of games, just $397. 
but you have to use coupon code SAVE100 at ParamountSports.com. So don't wait. We've had a great, great start to the season, had 25 winning seasons. It's all available. ParamountSports.com, coupon code SAVE100, or call us here at the office, 800-400-9741. Start winning today. Awesome, Lee. Appreciate your time as always. We'll talk again next week. Thanks, guys. That's Lee Sterling joining us. Paramount Sports, all the information, ParamountSports.com. And get that bankroll off to a good start, Jimmy B, like we did last week. That's how yeah, you do it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, look, uh, Lee, Lee, he knows his stuff. He, he's been on our show for years. And if he struggles a little bit, he always seems to come back big the following week. But he did hit on his big plays, and that's what it's all about. Now, Jimmy B, it wasn't a pretty start for you last week. No, it was not. You, you had the rain out. No. I was hoping you would let it go. No, no. Well, they were ahead 7 nothing. That should count for something. Well, I should get a win there. They didn't cover the 14. Oh, yeah, you're right. Right, right. Okay. Now, yeah. I was uh, a kiss your sister 2-2 two and two in our picks that we did. But I told you, yeah. take the under in the Iowa-Northern Illinois game. You, that was an absolute winner. I handed out a bunch yeah. of ones last week, and I got a host of games that I'm loving this week. Jimmy B, this is a great weekend. You want to get into our oh, picks I next? Know. Yeah, let's do that, All pal. Right. We'll take a time out. Come back. Our picks this week. We'll try to improve on our 2-2 two and two and 1-3. and three. That was Brinson from last week, and we'll do it next here. Take it up until 6 o'clock. It's Jimmy B at TC. All right, great hearing from Lee Sterling there, Jimmy B, as we are back and putting a cap on things. So we heard Lee's pick. He made his pick mm-hmm. of Iowa State. He's going to take them and, and called for the outright upset with Iowa State. So a little sprinkling of the money line there from Lee Sterling. We'll save the best for last. But let's start here okay. with our picks. We pick five games a week, five biggest games here, both on a local level and across the nation. One game outside of Iowa State in college this week, Jimmy B. And I know nationally and, and ESPN because they have the game, they're really pushing Clemson, Texas A&M this week. I struggle they to are. see that being a good game. I picked mm-hmm. one that I- I've had my eye on for a long time. Going back to the summer, and I know I brought it up to you a couple of times, if Georgia's going to lose the SEC East this year, if they're not going to be there in Atlanta, more than likely playing Alabama in the title game, this is what's going to happen. They're going to lose tomorrow to South Carolina. Do I anticipate that happening? No, I don't. But I love getting 10 and a half. I absolutely love that number. South Carolina's got some playmakers on offense, including an outstanding wide receiver. You're going to be hearing a whole lot about leading up to the NFL draft. Bentley's a nice quarterback. Muschamp has built the program back to respectability. Ten and a half feels like a little bit too much. Give me the Gamecocks in pick number one. You know, I, I'm feeling the same way with you on that. A lot of people think that South Carolina has a real chance to compete uh, for one of those top spots. I, I, I really struggle with this. I, I think the dogs are really good. And a lot of uh, national pundits and SEC people have them battling once again with Alabama in the championship game of the SEC. I think the 10.5 is high as well, especially with South Carolina at home. But you know what, Trent? I'm going to give those points, and I think Georgia wins by about 12. And 
It'll be a very tight game, but I just have this feeling that Georgia scores late in this contest and finds a way to hold off the South Carolina Gamecocks and also covers the 10-and-a-half. All right, let's go to the NFL. we got a three-pack of games there, starting up at U.S. Bank Stadium where the Minnesota Vikings, the last time we saw them there in a game of consequence, well, we know what happened. It was the Minneapolis yes. Miracle here. Comes a miracle of different kind, Jimmy G and the San Francisco 49ers. See George Kittle out there, if healthy. Played for the 49ers, former Hawkeye. In fact, they got three former Hawkeyes on their roster with Greg Maben, C.J. Beathard, and, of course, George Kittle. Kittle. The Vikings, yep. we both love the roster, Jimmy B. But as I was mm. telling you yesterday when we were making our predictions for the NFL slate, growing up surrounded by Vikings fans, it seems like every time... They go all in. Every time it looks like everything is in place before a season, those are the years that they come back a little bit. And that's why I took Green Bay, like you did, to win the division this year. Jimmy B, I think the 49ers keep this inside of that touchdown. Six and a half is the number. Give me San Francisco pick number one. All righty. I'll give that to you. But I really like Minnesota's defense. Mm -hmm. And I think that they will hand... Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. Garoppolo has not lost since he's been the starting quarterback for the 49ers, dating back to last season. Won five in a row. I think they hand him his first loss. And, Trent, I am going to take the Vikings at home, give the six and a half, because I believe that they will win by seven or eight points in this game. I trust that defense. And since they really showed nothing offensively, uh, during the exhibition season in those four games with Kirk Cousins at quarterback, I think the Vikings can explode offensively. I think McKinnon, the, by the 49ers, their fine running back, blowing his ACL done for the year, is going to be a factor as well. Give me Minnesota, and I'll give the six and a half. All right, we got to pick up the pace here so we can get some Iowa State predictions. I got the Chargers laying the three at home against Kansas City. Where are you at? I'm doing the same thing. I love the L.A. Chargers in this game. All right. We finish up with Sunday night football. Here comes Khalil Mack. Here comes the revamped offense with Matt Nagy. Here come the Chicago Bears. They're getting over a touchdown. Yet I'm still taking the Packers. I've seen this song and dance too many times. <laughs> Give me Green Bay. I'll, uh, I'll lay the seven and a half. I've seen this song and dance as well, and I don't know how effective Khalil Mack's going to be since he hasn't done anything except try to negotiate a monster contract. I'm taking Green Bay as well. All right, so back-to-back agreements there. We finish up with the Seahawk game. As you look at the matchups in this game, you look at what we saw a year ago, it's an incredibly intriguing matchup. As we've talked about all week long, Jimmy B., I just love the matchup, the X's and O's that goes into it. Mm-hmm. There are so many different layers. Before the season began, throughout the summer, I was on Iowa State. Iowa State, I thought, had everything to make this game a winner for the Cyclones. And I told you yesterday, you know, we can evolve. We can change. What I saw in week number one really made me go back to the drawing board. At really close to pulling the trigger, I was going to find a way to get it done. I think this game goes two, one of two ways. Either Iowa wins it by a couple of scores. 27-17, 26-13, you know, something along those range. Or if it's a tight mm-hmm. one, Iowa State finds a way to pull it out. Now, in terms of our picks, we don't do over-unders. We don't do money line, anything like that. I'm going to stick with what I originally had this summer. 
I'm going to take Iowa State. I'm going to grab the four points. But how I'm playing it as a better, little taste on the money line on Iowa State. And Mm -hmm. my favorite play, as I told you, is the under this week. But for our pick and our purposes here, I will take Iowa State plus the four. You know, we sat here and we had a conversation with Lee Sterling, and he really struck a chord with me. Eight of the last ten Iowa State has covered. So from that aspect and getting four points, uh, we had both picked Iowa State uh, before the season began. We just don't know what the heck they got and, and what they're going to do tomorrow with the Hawkeyes. We thought the Hawks, particularly in the second half, really uh, shored up a few things and got it going. Their passing game, however, is still suspect. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to take Iowa State and grab those four points. Uh, I, I just think it's going to be a, a close game again. And, hey, if, it, if somebody wins by a field goal, we still win. So I'm grabbing Iowa State and the points. We agree. There are our picks for the week. Jimmy B and myself on the same side with Iowa State, the Chargers, and the Packers. And we are opposites. I got South Carolina. He's got Georgia. I got the 49ers. He has the Vikings. Our picks before six as we are out of here on a football Friday. Jim, I'm off to Urbandale. Well, I'm, we're in Urbandale, but I'm off to Urbandale High School for high school football coming up next year. 6.30 with the pregame. Des Moines Lincoln undefeated looking for their first 3-0 start in a long, long time as they take on the Jayhawks coming up here. 6.30 with the pregame, 7 o'clock kick on 1700. It'll wrap up with our scoreboard show presented by Charterhouse Real Estate here on 1700. We'll take you up until 10.30 tonight with scores from across central Iowa and the state on 1700. Jim, enjoy Cyhawk tomorrow. We'll talk on Monday. I can't wait, pal, and we're going to have a great conversation on Monday following what we both hope will be a great interstate matchup between Iowa and Iowa State. See everybody on Monday right here on the Big Talker 1700.